Hello and cheers to you listeners. So picture this, you come through challenges, run miles, you ride miles, you swim miles, your business grows, and yet not it's perfect, not at all. Well, this happens, and yet when we're not living in that cultivated world, the life that's described can still be darn rewarding, energizing, and worthwhile. Today's guest is someone who has tracked the growth the races, and the transition from military life to business leadership. And that is how the Business of Life Masterclass episode has come to you today. It's all about service and resilience with purpose. So greetings, everyone. I'm Debbie Lundberg, performance coach and the founder and CEO of Presenting Powerfully. Barb Zant here, media sales leader and founder of the lifestyle brand and blog, The Stay at Work Mob. This is a compelling topic. Debbie, while I know our guests today, LT15 best class ever, our listeners will surely appreciate learning more. Who do we have with us today? Sure, Barb. Well, Leadership Tampa Bay, or Leadership Tampa, excuse me, class of 13 may disagree, but okay. I'll go ahead and explain who our who our guest is. So he's a West Point graduate with 23 years of active duty, so we thank him for his service. He believes leadership can be simply defined as this, getting people to do what you want them to do because they want to do it. I'm going to say that again. Leadership to him is getting people to do what you want them to do because they want to do it. So he's known for being very welcoming, interested, and for having incredible resilience. He will tell you that the last year and a half has been one of the most challenging times in his life. And because of the resilience he's built over the years in his life experience, his tribe, as he says, and continuing to really stretch himself, he's been able to persevere and continue to grow. So since growth happens outside one's comfort zone, he took up triathlons a little over two years ago. He's done three Ironman 70.3 events. So Listen, I'm surprised we got him here that he's not outside doing something. <laughs> he's got one upcoming in a full Ironman Florida in November, mm. which the weather will be a little bit better for that. So he's in the best physical shape of his life, and this helped him balance the other challenges he's faced in other aspects of his life. He relieves stress this way, releases endorphins with exercise, and it really helps him feel better. It's allowed him to achieve the results for which he's the only one responsible. And guess what? He inspires others. So he's a Leadership Tampa alumni, which you already leaked, Barb. And I know you're proud of that. And he's the founder and CEO Mm -hmm. of VetCore Services. So please welcome Paul Hussar. Paul? Hey, ladies. Thanks for having me. Uh, I really appreciate, uh, one, you know, I adore both of you and I admire both of you. You're both wonderfully successful businesswomen and dear friends. But I really love what you do with this podcast, Uh, Life's a Team Sport. And we share each other's lessons learned, and it's so important. One of the things I say in the military, after action reviews, what happened, why it happened, how you can improve, and we get to share that individually with uh, with our tribe uh, through your podcast. So I appreciate that. Life is a team sport. I love that. So great to have you on the show today, and I'm glad that the timing worked out for us. We asked you on because you're an expert in leadership and resilience transition and service and that's both to our country and to our community so thank you paul for your service our listeners will definitely benefit from learning from you and more about you actually uh today but since you are here and you've been on various shows and other podcasts in our community and beyond 
And I know you tune into our podcast. So what specifically made you want to be on our show, The Business of Life Masterclass today? Well, you know, I've always been a fan. One of the first books I read as a young leader was First Things First by Stephen Covey. And so I've always looked at life holistically, 24-7, you know, and balancing your business, your personal and everything there. And so the business of life masterclass is just perfect with that, right? And uh, and one, I, I just, I admire both of you. So I enjoy listening to this. I enjoy watching this. And now that you told me my sole goal in life for the next couple of weeks is to make this the most successful podcast and most popular podcast so I can beat Hugh Campbell. <laughs> he was an early guest and he had a lot of listens. So the uh, competition is on. Thank <laughs> you for sharing your insights and, you know, really to get us a setup for success today. But before we get to Debbie's podcast for the same questions that we ask all of our guests, what is one thing that you are excited about in your life right now? Yeah. So, I mean, Debbie alluded to it, um, that I've been training, I've been trying this new thing every morning and my phone will probably, I've got it turned off right now, but every morning I get uh, bombasted by five of my West Point classmates. I I took up triathlon training uh, two years ago and I'm training up for um, an upcoming, uh, the Augusta 70.3 and then Ironman Florida in November. And every morning, my five West Point classmates who I'm doing Ironman Florida with text each other. It's like we're, we're privates again. And uh, so that's what I'm, I'm really looking forward to that. It's a personal goal of mine. And uh, and I get to train consistently towards that, uh, working towards that goal. And uh, it's, a, it's a relatively short-term goal because it's coming up pretty quickly now. So that's what I'm looking forward to. All right. A short-term goal, but a lot of miles to cover. So yes. <laughs> sure. I'm sure we follow along. I'm I'm out there in the morning, but not as going as far as Paul. So I, I see the post too. All right. So we know that you've got that training happening and a few exciting things going on. We're moving on to our podcast four. So these are those four questions Barb mentioned. We ask every guest, are you ready, Paul? I'm ready. Bring it on. All right. <laughs> Number one, what time do you get up in the morning? Now we heard a little bit about that from your West Point uh, <laughs> colleagues who you feel like private. What time do you get up in the morning and what is your morning routine that you believe gets your day started right? Yeah, you know, ever since I retired from the Army about 10 years ago, uh, I was looking forward to sleeping in. (laughs) And I can't. I wake up naturally now without alarm between like 530 and 6 every morning. Uh, And my morning routine is every weekday uh, I, I go for a run. I get up and I go for a run and I run with my uh, my best friend and uh, he's laying right here. Uh, my lab, Duke, he runs um, on an electronic leash with me. So he's, he's really well trained. He's four years old and we typically will do a, a three mile loop around my neighborhood. He uh, he visits all the neighbors that we see you know, every morning and his friends. And um, that's how I start my day. And, and it really gets the kind of engines running the endorphins going, it jumpstarts your metabolism, all these kind of good things. And, and I've been doing PT, physical training in the morning all my life. And then I, I come home and uh, have a cup of coffee, just kind of, that's, that's a little bit of relaxation time before I hit the showers. And then it's, you know, into work and off we go. 
All right. So curious, since you've been doing this your whole life in the morning, Paul, and, and I do as well, some of our guests have something they take or do before their run or their workout. Do you take anything like an enzyme or a glass of water or anything like that? We're always curious. Yeah. Uh, in, in the mornings, I don't because I'm only running three or four miles. Mm-hmm. Um, I have learned so much about working out and nutrition and all that stuff. Um, so on the weekends, it's a totally different story because on the weekends I'm, I'm training. So I'm typically now training for about an hour in the morning and an hour in the evening on the weekdays. And then I'm, I'm training for a significantly longer time. Um, and so then I'm taking, I'm fueling up before I'm conscious about having breakfast or protein shake or something before. And then now every half hour when I'm doing endurance stuff, like I'm going for a long run or a long ride every half hour, I'm taking a goo or a gel, whether I, whether I think I need it or not, whether I'm hungry or not, because that's, you know, food is fuel for your body. And that's what I've learned. And uh, if you wait until you're thirsty or hungry to drink or eat, it's too late. Right. That's a really good lesson. I'm so, I didn't know you were going to say that. I'm so glad you did for us and our listeners. All right. So number two, what's something other than that naturally waking up early morning routine that you believe that is your extra umph that if other people were to do it, that it would also assist them, Paul? Yeah. So you talked about it specifically, right? That I'm into triathlon training and, and you know what that does for me, it's stress relief. It makes me feel good. Um, it's something that's within my control and it, and it contributes to my health and fitness, but what else? Okay. Everybody, you know, can't do endurance training, can't do triathlon training. So what I'll say generically is this, do something that stretches you outside of your comfort zone, because look, and you've heard this, it's, it's not a cliche. It's, it, it is real. Stretching yourself out of your comfort zone is where growth happens. And, and if you can combine that with something that like, you know, physical activity, physical fitness wise, it contributes to your health and fitness as well. And generally, um, it will help with stress relief. And generally, it, you're doing, if you're doing something um, health and fitness wise, it, it, releases, it makes your body release endorphins, which makes you feel better. Mm-hmm. And so there's all these added benefits if stretching yourself out of your comfort zone is something that you can do through like a physical workout. doesn't have to be, but generically stretch, continue to stretch yourself and grow. Right. Absolutely. All right. So as we're stretching and growing and you're thinking back on your life, who or what has been the biggest influence on your life, your success and your continued focus on this resilience that you have? And really importantly, Paul, for us and our listeners, what have you done with that influence? Yeah, so uh, I've I've thought about this, and there are a ton of different ways I could answer this question. I've been extremely blessed um, and been successful in many aspects of my life. And I've been blessed with great mentors, mostly mostly leaders in the military who have influenced me. So I I could literally ramble on all day and tell you all of those ones. But given what, what, what we're talking about today and kind of recently, the challenges in my life, I tell people, you know, and, and you've seen it, social media is the highlight reel, right? But real life is your B-roll. And Barb working in, in TV, she, she understands that. Um, so my B-roll has been a challenge this last year and a half. And so the biggest influences in my life the past year and a half have been my tribe, my very close friends. 
Um, I have a, a former West Point roommate. I call him my spiritual advisor, uh, a, a retired Army Sergeant Major who uh, was one of my dear friends right, right before I retired, I deployed with him in the last uh, um, deployment to Iraq with me, a very dear friend, a, a recent friend here that um, is a retired Air Force colonel. All three have helped me grow spiritually. And then um, a good uh, a, f- a female friend, very good close friend who has been with me for the past like five years, just helping. And then just recently, Barb knows I met, met someone um, in a romantic relationship that has just just been this tremendously wonderful person. And all of these folks have just been with me to help me. And otherwise, the, the previous times in my life, I've been the one that's been helping. Right. I've been the mentor. I've been the one that's helped other people. And, and but now it's these other people very close in my tribe who have helped me. Well, thanks for sharing that about your tribe and really underscoring the idea that sometimes we're the one offering the assistance and other times it's good for us to ask for it. And we can't hear that enough that relying on other people is not a sign of weakness. It's a sign of strength because we want to grow. So thank you for that. And all right. So now while our series and ultimately our master class focuses on the positive and we know you love positive, even though you've been so vulnerable and honest and sharing the challenges, what is something though, that you see people do that you feel like holds them back that if you <laughs> stop doing it, it would move them forward. <laughs> yeah, I was doing it. <laughs> um, you know, I, 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 I'm, I'm awesome. I can do anything. And, and there's this empowerment feeling when you feel like that. Right. Um, but there's also this tendency to go it alone mm. and to not be vulnerable and to not share things. Right. So don't go it alone. Life's a team sport. Don't do it yourself. Um, now you've got to get, you know, I, I've had some challenges because I had some close what I thought were close to personal relationships that um, that became part of my part of the challenge. And I'm a relationship driven person. I'm an extroverted to the extreme, which means I get my energy from other people and I value relationships. And I had some pretty significant um, challenges in personal and professional relationships where um, things were not as I thought they were. And that was a, was a significant challenge for me. And my inclination was to close my circle, right? Mm -hmm. And to be more um, self-reliant. But the reality is what what helped me is I opened my circle instead of going it alone, but I did it in a more vetted fashion. And And I leaned on people who have been friends for a long time. I leaned on people who have been recent friends, but I, I, I kind of vetted them differently in my mind. And so I was going on this path and I was having some challenges and I've been a successful person all my life and almost all my endeavors. Okay, so continue to do that. Don't go it alone. Don't do that. Mm-hmm. Well, we certainly love to hear that because 
the tribe idea, the bringing people in, it's, it's part of the reason we have the podcast is so people can learn from each other and make connections. We're amazed when we hear people who reached out to a guest and now they're doing business or personal things together. So you, you couldn't have said something that warmed our hearts more. So thank you, Paul. Can I just mention, I use the word tribe. Um, I use that word because there's this incredible book I read. It's called Tribe on Homecoming and Belonging. It's written mm-hmm. by Sebastian Younger, J-U-N-G-E-R. And you know I'm passionate about veterans and helping veterans in their transition. And he does this great job of explaining some of the challenges that veterans face in transition, which are very similar to the challenges that, that I have faced recently. And uh, I encourage you, if you're interested in that, he does a great job of explaining kind of how tribe closeness and proximity um, affects our psyche. Absolutely. I've read that book. I'm not sure if you have Barb, but if not, we will be revisiting it. And so I'm sure Barb's smiling, nodding. So I'm sure we have a lot to hear there. Yes. As you can see, I took a lot of notes. Thank you, Paul. I saw a theme throughout and that is community and tribe and fitness. And I'm big on the tribe as well. And so I have a few things that I'm looking at. And I love you know, the five people from West Point. So I want to combine a few of these things and push my comfort zone and maybe use some of my, you know, my five people. And Debbie, you are certainly included there. And then we love to read. Debbie and I read a ton. And so I've read a lot of Stephen Covey. I've not read First Things First. So I've got two books. I've got a vacation coming up. So it's the, I love on flight to kind of close off and read those two. And then definitely just get out there and really push myself. You know, I was thinking about this, Debbie. And the first thing I thought is like, triathlon, triathlon. And that is just not in my future <laughs> yet or in the near, near future. But working on that endurance is. So, Debbie, your list might look a little different since you have read Tribe. But are you willing to incorporate some of these? And then we'll get back in the next week or so and let our listeners know how we did with Paul's suggestions. Absolutely. Now I've done a triathlon and I have read the books. I can revisit the books. Don't know that I'm going to redo a triathlon, but we'll see. <laughs> so uh, I, most of I don't even know if anybody else knows that or Barb, if you, you even I know. I did not. Funny. I have the picture right, right here of a couple of people. And it's a funny story. I'll be very brief because Paul, it really inspired me to think of it as you were saying this. When I did the triathlon, two people talked to me about doing it. They trained together because they live in a different area. And then we were supposed to do everything together the day of of the triathlon and they left me. (laughs) And it really was, I, a person swam over me right away. (laughs) And I felt that sense of this isn't what I planned for here. And I was very disappointed and very hurt. I admit it. And I almost raised my hand. And to your point of I'm being an athlete since I was four and having great success. And I was really, it was that time in the water that was so challenging. And I'd hired a coach and different things. But that that lack of vetting really did hurt me to my core, like you said. And it changed the relationship with them. And while I still have the picture of the three of us, I chose not to just have a picture of me. It also reminds me of what you said that, you know, it's important who you associate with. So there's a lot of lessons there. So thank you so much for that. And and we definitely, Barb, I will implement those with you and continue to push outside the comfort zone. So I'm a couple of weeks out of a, of a vacation too. And 
I was sharing with somebody today, I said, am I the only person who starts to do two a days and change what you're eating two weeks before <laughs> in, in hopes that you feel your best? So happy to. Well, I love that tip from you and I have been doing that as well. All right, Paul, you gave us a lot and thank you. And I appreciate it. I know our listeners will appreciate that too, but I know I want more and I know our listeners are going to want more, just a little more too. So please, if you could share one final thought, this is just a closing quick comment or statement, something that maybe our listeners wouldn't know if they hadn't heard you today. Yeah. Uh, you know, I do a lot with veterans in transition and now we're a franchisor. I found this chart that when I was doing that to help steer my franchisees, and it's if you truly want to find your purpose in life, find the intersection of what you love doing, what you're good at, what the world needs, and what you can be paid for. You find the intersection of those four things, and that is purpose. Wonderfully said. Purpose in a nutshell. And there is a a diagram that Paul has for that. And I'm not sure if we can get that in our show notes, but if, if so, we will. So thank you again, Paul, for being on the show. And thank you, you, Paul. And I love that last thought. And we will definitely get the diagram either in the show notes or when we're promoting it because it was so darn good. <laughs> yes. So please know listeners, you can stay connected with Paul on all social media under his name, P-A-U-L. H-U-S-Z-A-R. That will also be in our show notes but so that you can get that right. And his company, VetCore and Team Vet, VetCore. So check them out. And again, we so appreciate the service to our country and this moving for the tribe for everybody who's working on, on Paul's team. Similarly, you can follow Barb and me on Instagram and Facebook at the Business of Life Masterclass. Barb is the stay at work mom and I'm Debbie Lundberg most everywhere, Debbie Lundberg coach on TikTok. So if you like this positivity and purpose as Paul explained purpose so well, and you like what you heard, please rate the show five stars. We are committed to providing you this inspiration with guests like Paul. So we appreciate your being here. So stay tuned for our follow through show in five to 15 days about how Debbie and I did implementing Paul's ideas. Thank you for joining us for this episode of the Business of Life Masterclass, the podcast for successful people embracing every chance to accomplish and experience all you can in business and in life. Listen, choose, do. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks, ladies. 